What is up, Bridger Nation? Welcome back to an episode of Ridge Runners Live. Tonight, episode number 77 with Jill Singer and Justine Coxell. These two just ran the Alley Trail Marathon. Jill taking first place female in the half and Justine taking first place female in the full marathon. These two ladies are amazing. They are newer to trail running and are already looking for their next trail race. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. What is up, Ridge Runner Nation? We are back with another episode of Ridge Runners Live. So excited to be back, and we're going to be hosting the women's winners of the inaugural Alley Trail Marathon and Half Marathon races down at Charles Alley Park in Lancaster, Ohio. Uh, Jill Singer and Justine Coxel. Um, we're super excited to get to hear all about uh, their day at this really unique race, which we were so excited to a little while back hear a lot about from Samuel Hartman, and now you know with thanksgiving and everything uh, we're finally having this show getting the winners on and we're super excited to do so um and i guess yeah um we'll go ahead and start this the way we usually start every show and we're gonna ask everybody what they're drinking tonight and jill if you want to lead us off with that yeah so i have the brew dog santa paws which is a cranberry and grapefruit ipa um not my favorite, but pretty good. Good choice. I love some brew dog. I always love their food too. They have some really, really good like cauliflower wings that are just on point. They do. Justine, what about you? What do you have over there? Okay, well, Jill, that sounds awesome. I live in Groveport, so brew dog canal Winchester is like right down the street from me. <laughs> I have the Truth IPA and I don't drink wine, but I love drinking beer out of a wine glass because it's like really thin. So <laughs> my cup of choice <laughs> nice love that um i've got a local brew which i don't think i've had on the show yet which is a madcap brewing here in kent uh, and i'm drinking the death save hazy pale ale and i do have a backup one um over here the new england ipa from them dropping anchor so i'm ready to go for a good show tonight uh cam are you drinking anything exciting um, I am like you, John. I also have a local brew, but it's uh, a nice tea from the Lake Missoula Tea Company. This is uh, evening in Missoula with some honey. Uh, because CVS prompted me, you know, when I was scheduling my booster dose, they were just like, "Hey, you just want to get a flu shot too while you're at it? Like you're gonna be here." And I was like, "Of course, that's a very logical thing to do." Um, and then I proceeded to feel like I got hit by a bus, and I'm still coming out of that a little bit. If you can't tell by my voice, so hot tea. <laughs> Whatever works. So let's get into um, kind of talking about this race. Uh, first off, I guess I want to know is how did you all find out about the race? That's a great question to start with. Justine, do you want to go first? Sure. So I found out from, about this race from my husband. Um, he, I think he honestly just went online and Googled like trail races. He was wanting to try something different. We both, we run a lot. We love to run. And um, he actually really wanted to do it, but got scheduled to work. So he wasn't able to. I came out and you know, it's good to get out in the winter. So came one out. Awesome. How about you, Jill? Um, I saw a lot of advertisements on Facebook, um, pretty much just constantly for weeks. And then one day I just like had too much coffee and signed up for the race. Um, but yeah, just saw it online and um, don't regret my decision. It was great, but it was a bit impulsive to sign up for. That's great though, because most people say I had too much alcohol and signed up for something. You're like, I had too much coffee and signed up for something. So I've not heard yeah, that. Yeah, it goes both ways. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
That's that's a better affirmational energy, though. I feel like you've got <laughs> the rest of your day ahead of you to think about like, oh, I'm going to do this cool thing instead of waking up and be like, oh, oh, now I have to do this. You know, you didn't back yourself into a corner there. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then so, um, Jill, you mentioned, you know, you saw a lot of the Facebook ads. I it's good to know that I'm not the only kind of person who gets like worn down by ads, like a certain saturation. I'll, I'll click on it eventually, no matter what it is. I just got to know. Um, but going into it, um, and we'll ask kind of a similar thing to you as well, Justine, what did you think about um, the format of the race? You know, all these two mile loops and it's, you know, a couple big hills out there. Um, was that, did that like play into the interest at all for you? Or were you just kind of like, I've seen it so much, I might as well try it. Um, it was definitely just like the repetition of seeing it, um, which I guess is similar to the course itself, just running the loops multiple times. Um, but I am not a very experienced trail runner. This was only my second trail race. So I didn't really have any norm that I was going to compare it to. Um, I definitely prefer hiking to running. So I was like, oh, that's great. If there's hills, then that means I get to hike more. Um, so that's appealing. Um, and it was just a race that was about 40 minutes from my house and I'd never heard of this park. Um, so I also just kind of wanted to go out there and check it out, um, and see what it was like. Um, but I didn't really think too much about like the style, just repeating the loops, um, just kind of figured 13 miles is 13 miles and we'll get through it. Um, but I'm sure if I had more experience, I would come into it differently. Yeah. And, uh, Justine, what about you? How did you kind of feel about the, the race's structure going into it? Was that a, a pro or a con for you? Or you'd really just, I'm here no matter what. Yeah, I think the loops definitely helped a lot. Um, I think I would have signed up for it regardless, but for me, I always feel like there's some sort of comfort in being like close to the start. Um, you're never more than what a mile away. So that's kind of nice. Um, and I think for, for me, it was more the elevation, like, like Jill said, it's so much hiking. So it's kind of nice because it says, okay, well, I don't have to go fast, but I just have to go far. So I kind of liked that. What did you all think of the nice hills out there in the middle of that alley park? Were they, um, were they pretty steep or were they kind of nice and easy to manage? No, they, they were pretty insane. Like the one was some serious hiking, my back and like the back of my legs were killing me. Like I was doing the hands on my like knees to like force myself up at one point. Like it was some, I, and like Jill, I don't do like a lot of trail races. I think I've done like one or two in the past, but it wasn't, there was never a point where I had to hike in those other races. So this was like some serious, in my opinion, hiking. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. There, there were like three main hills and the second one was definitely like the steepest. Um, all three, I would say I was like that. I was not running up any of the hills. Um, that was never a consideration, but like the second one was definitely the steepest. And like, I felt that one the most when I got to the top, but that was kind of nice with the loops also like you knew what you were getting into at least after that first loop and could kind of appraise it better. Awesome. <clears throat> and so let's actually, uh, let's roll it back a little bit. You've both mentioned, you know, you're not, 
doing like a ton of trail running or a ton of trail races. Um, but why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, your running background? When did you start? Why do you like it? Um, and sort of what you get out of it that then helped bring you to this race. And uh, Jill, if you would like to start with this question. Yeah. Um, so I definitely didn't grow up running. I played soccer was like my main sport growing up. Um, so there is some running involved in that, but I specifically played defender, so I wouldn't have to run, um, and kind of just avoided it for the most part. I did try like cross country and track and was very, very bad at it. Um, I think it was like a two mile course in middle school and I could not finish two miles, um, without walking. So like definitely wasn't a runner growing up. And then I think it was after my freshman year of college, um, I wasn't playing sports anymore. And a friend of mine just convinced me to sign up for a half marathon, um, that I don't think she even ended up running. But so that was like the first time I started running and kind of liked it. Um, so that was probably like eight years ago now. And it's just kind of like ebbed and flowed since then. Like sometimes I'll go like a year without running at all. Um, and then other times I'll like get real into it and train for a race. Um, so it just kind of like goes up and down, I guess. Yeah. And uh, Justine, what about you? Well, I kind of think that I was forced into running because coordination and like, you know, thinking on the fly like that isn't really my thing. So I feel like my parents put me in every sport from like dance to swimming, to lacrosse, soccer, you name it. And just wasn't the best in gym. I was like a zoo bear where if like a ball comes near me, I kind of like pretend like I'm reaching for it, but I really am not even trying. So um, my sister tried track and then I decided that I would give it a try and just, just fell in love with it. I had been running track and cross country through um, high school and college, but in college, it was just kind of like an extra thing to do. I wasn't really super competitive. Um, and then, like I said, I went to college with my husband who loves to run. So now it's just kind of like a part of our everyday life. Yeah. Great, great answers there. Um, and so two kind of different backgrounds heading to this, obviously. Um, and then we've, we've talked about, you know, how you found the race, but how did um, you each prepare for the race? You know, Jill, you already kind of mentioned you'll take a lot of time off, then find a race and train up for it. Um, did you, you know, sign up for this one with like a decent timeout or did you just kind of go into it feeling like, I think this is going to be more fun. This is a new thing that I'm trying. Or what was, um, you know, like the place of this race in your calendar? Yeah. Um, so I had been running for a couple months before this. I signed up, I think probably like, two or three weeks out for this race. Um, but I, before that I had signed up for a race that's going to be in March. So I started training for that. Um, and then this race distance just kind of fit into the schedule with what I was already going to be running. Um, so I didn't sign up for this out of the blue, um, with like out having run at all, but I also knew that the course time limit was eight hours. And so if I had to walk all of it, I was pretty confident that I could still finish. Um, so I was certainly going into this with just like kind of fun, get to hang out in the woods for a few hours. Um, but like I had run some before I ran this one. 
And what about you, Justine? Yeah, for me, um, so I learned of the race, I think it was like a week before when registration was closed. So I reached, but I saw that you could sign up for the marathon the day of. So I reached out to Sam, sent him an email and asked just like how much it was, all that kind of stuff. And he let me know and he was like, let me know if you're coming out. Um, so I told him and he got me signed up the day of, which was really awesome. Um, but I had actually been on a break from running, just trying to get back into it. I did an Ironman in September and just was like, Oh, I'll get back to it next week. I'll get back to it next week kind of thing. And then I got really cold and I was like, Oh, maybe I'll just hibernate for the winter. Um, but I decided it was time to just get my butt outside and (laughs) enjoy the day. So, um, yeah, I ended up coming out and I'm so glad that I did like, um, yeah, it was just an amazing experience. Yeah. It's a, it's a great environment down there. I remember we were, we had, uh, I was down there as well and watched everyone's take off and we're like doing a couple loops. And then I was talking to our, our favorite Columbus weatherman, Andrew Buck Michael, and he came over and he goes, he goes, the girl, the woman in, in first place right now, she, uh, she signed up this morning. Like she's just coming here and dominating. Like, <laughs> and I was just like dying laughing about it. Cause like, we're just, everyone's just gotten to hang out. We got to see everyone come through like every 20 or so minutes and whatnot. And got to see that kind of vibe. Uh, Sam Hartman is in the chat and says, is it conceivable that the insane vert of this race made either of these women want to do another trail race with crazy vert, possibly even a 50 K Justine, you want to go first on that one? Yeah, absolutely. I think this race was just a good opportunity for people to, to come out and be like, do I like doing this? Like I said, you're always close to home. You know, you're never more than a mile away. So, you know, like Jill said, if you have to, you can get back and walk if you need to. So I feel like more than anything, it was just like a really, I mean, it was extremely challenging, but it was like a great stepping stone and like confidence booster to say like, okay, if other races have this type of um, like elevation, you can definitely do it because you did it here and you can definitely like accomplish it, even if it's not a two mile loop. So I I would say I'm definitely going to be looking for more of these races and definitely if they're put on by um, Sam's crew. Awesome. He's going to love that. What about you, Joe? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I loved the vert. I, I like that the most because I certainly like hiking better than running. So like if everyone's hiking, I think that certainly works to my advantage on some of those hills. Um, so yeah, I'd love to do a longer distance race and even more vert. I'm totally up for that. Sam put on another race. I think, I think that's what they're saying. <laughs> Yeah. And it's also nice to just have an option close to Columbus too. Yeah. Not have to travel too far. Yeah. And I thought that park was set up perfectly for it. The parking was ample, like, you know, um, that little hangout area right at the end with all the food and the campfires and stuff like that to stay warm. It was just, it was a good spot for it. Some places get cramped and you got to like drive or shuttle or whatever places. And this one just was cool. So. Yeah, absolutely. Sam says he's working on it. Yeah, we're we're excited to see um see what that is. <clears throat> and then so um let's uh start digging into like you know the actual race itself, right? You guys you show up to uh Charles Alley Park, you know. Um I mean Justine, you're still in the process of signing up, right? Um and you know, what are you sort of preparing for mentally on race morning? You know it's gonna be hilly, you know it's gonna be cold, you know it's gonna have like a lot of these like really short loops, but what's your, what's your approach mentally kind of going into it? You're like, I'm just going to do one loop at a time. Did you have any preconceptions about, 
you know, any of the preems that he was putting on or anything like that. And um, Jill, if you would like to lead this one off. Yeah, so um, I didn't have many thoughts coming into it. Um, Didn't have a great idea of what to expect um, other than just like I was going to run around this loop six times. Um, I didn't know what preems were and I tried Googling it beforehand and I did not have any luck. Um, So I didn't know what those were, but I didn't really expect to compete for anything. So that was fine. Um, and I think I'm, I think they're like fastest lap. I think that's what I've gathered, um, from it maybe. So, yeah, um, essentially what it is. And to be fair, I had read about them before this race, uh, but I was mispronouncing them because I'd only ever read them. Um, so in my head, I was calling them primes until I heard Samuel talking about, I was like, Oh, I do that all the time. Yeah. I've, I know some folks who have done worse ones than this one. Cause it's, it's spelled primes, you know? Um, and I'm not going to call him out right now. He knows who he is, but, um, yeah, essentially just the point is, you know, Hey, this lap, whoever runs the fastest time on this, you'll get X thing. It's, um, this idea that Sam brought over from, uh, criterium racing and cycling where they'll give away, you know, everything from like a $10 Chipotle gift card to like a brand new set of like wheels for your bicycle. Um, forever goes the fastest, this, this lap. And it really injects like a lot of energy and, um, like competitiveness into like the middle of a race that can be, you know, six, 12, 10, 25 laps. Um, instead of just sort of sitting in and getting through those middle ones is kind of the, the idea of it. And I, that was one of the things that I thought about this race personally, that was really unique was, the idea of doing something like that. Cause there's, there's plenty of races. There's plenty of looped races. This is the only trail race I know of that's doing something like that. Okay. Yeah. So, um, didn't know what that was, but, um, was, yeah, was just really excited to like go out and get to spend like a few hours in the woods. And, um, I had originally planned to go to the OSU football game that day, but decided not to because I didn't want to make myself rushed. Um, So since I canceled that, I had nothing going on the rest of the day and was ready to just hang out there for um, a nice cold fall Saturday. Um, So yeah, there was really no approach. It was just kind of show up and have fun and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And how did you feel about it, Justine? I know you mentioned, you know, you you found out about a week of you're coming off of an Ironman and not really running much, if at all. I don't want to read too much in that statement because I know plenty of people be like, I'm not running much and they're doing 40 miles a week. Um, but were you just thinking, you know, like, ah, this is just a marathon. I biked a hundred miles and swam three miles before one of these not so long ago, or was it just kind of a little bit more of like what Jill was saying, like here to enjoy a day in the woods and that's it. Yeah. So I I think a lot of these distance races, they really like tell you that you're capable of so much more. So the Ironman definitely, I knew, okay, I did this, you know, a month or two months ago, like I can definitely complete this race. Um, but I also knew about the awesome prizes that this race like was offering and it's hard to find races that have prizes or like cool prizes. So that was, so I kind of came into it and I was like, really want these prizes because they're so awesome. And I know that if I come back and do this year, next year, I'm going to have to come in like really good shape because everybody's going to flock this race when they find out 
about the cool prizes and the great atmosphere and like all the great people too. Um, but so my strategy was really to just like stay calm the entire, the entire race. Like don't go out too hard, especially because I had a hard time understanding what does 6,000 feet of gain look like over the course of like 26 miles. Cause I can kind of get an idea of what that's like over like a long distance, but like, I mean, like, cause, um, like I've ridden courses like that on a bike, but, um, so I was like, okay, just don't get excited. Make sure you're behind, you know, some of the men and like, kind of just like watch to see how they're running, the, like the other people are running the race. Cause I was expecting to like run up even that first hill. Like when you come out of the start, you kind of loop around a grassy field and then you go up a hill. Um, and somebody called it a hill. And I was honestly relieved because I was like, all right, this is a hill. They're, they're calling this is a hill. So this is more of what I can expect. Um, uh, but people kind of really slowed down and pulled back a little. So I was like, okay, I need to pull back a little, um, and just tried to like stay, you know, keep the pace. So I didn't die, um, in the middle or like towards the end of that. And, um, yeah, just trying to try to keep the lead a little. Did you, um, did you know you had the lead from the beginning or were you kind of like after the loops, did you start to get kind of confused where people were? No, I didn't get confused at where people were, but I know in these races that anything can happen. Like I can either have just like start to feel, you know, how your stomach can just turn right upside down or you just like start to feel, you know, just kind of like you're losing it. So I knew I was like, at any point I can either just like bonk or somebody can just, you know, is running behind me really, really smart. And they're just going to like run me down. So I knew where I was in the race, but I just hadn't, it's so, I just had no idea how it was going to play out. Yeah. So, um, let's go ahead and, you know, dig a little bit more into, uh, the play by play there, you know, with, um, this race started, you know, you kind of got a feel for the course in, in the first lap, but then what was your approach, you know, after that, obviously Jill, you've got five laps left, Justine, you've got 11. Um, how are you approaching this, especially with having, you know, an aid station essentially every two miles as well. Did you guys have crew there to support you? Uh, did you have drop bags, anything like that? Yeah. So I had a drop bag. I brought just a water bottle, um, with me. Um, I knew, so I knew there is an aid station and I knew all the food there was vegan, which was like super exciting. Um, and also like was a persuasion factor in me signing up for the race. Um, but so I knew like that I didn't necessarily need to bring anything with me on my laps. Um, I didn't carry a water bottle or anything, just had it like at the aid station. Um, so that was, that was really convenient, um, and liked that a lot. And so I was doing six laps. So I just got water most laps and then like got something from the aid station, I think like after the third lap. Um, but I don't think my approach to laps really changed much from the first one. It was like nice that I knew what was happening, but I think I did pretty much the same thing every lap. Um, and my pace stayed pretty much the same. Um, I'm not someone who like really likes to push myself. I don't like to be uncomfortable. So I just kind of like kept a steady pace from the start and something that I was like comfortable with and got water and food when I needed it. Um, yeah. 
couple more comments from the chat here. We've got uh, Michael Gamp just jumped in and said, Justine looked like she owned this race from the first lap. Uh, and then we've got Sam Hartman saying, yeah, you also won the golden lap uh, with a, the 23, 29.7, which was your second lap. So you kind of rolled it back. Like you said, the first lap kind of playing into what you were watching. And then the second lap, apparently you just went and just killed it. Um, but were, did either of you experience any kind of like low points, like on those climbs where you're just like, man, this sucks or anything like that during this race? Or did you stay kind of like pretty focused the whole time? Justine, you want to go with that? I would say there are definitely parts where I was like, holy, you know what? Like, this is really hard. Um, but it was so different than anything I ever get to do. It was just like, it was just so engaging, which you don't get that a lot in a race, especially a long race that you're just constantly thinking about what's going on now, what you have coming up, what you kind of accomplished. And like the loops are kind of just like, you just like keep checking the boxes. So, um, it's almost like a, I mean, yeah, you're competing against everybody else there, but it's also like you're competing against yourself and just keep pushing yourself. So I thought, you know, such an engaging course just kind of help keep, keep up, um, like a positive mindset and the, the folks out there were awesome too. How about you, Joe? Um, I don't think I had any low points. Um, I think if I did the marathon, I probably would have, um, but over the 13 miles, um, everything went pretty smoothly. Um, there were volunteers at the top of the hills, which was really nice to like see people like cheering you on. Um, that certainly helped. And also just like coming through the starting line every 2.2 miles and just kind of getting your energy back up with everyone around there and cheering you on. Um, yeah, like overall, it was just an absolute blast the whole time. Um, but yeah, if I was running longer, I probably would have definitely had some low points. Yeah, I agree. Those um, volunteers at the aid stations were awesome. And then um, I think it, I had a hard time figuring out, I think it was like a mile when you were like halfway on the loop, there were a couple of guys with um, like a water cooler that had some water bottles up there and they would put um, water in the little cups for us. So I thought that was nice. It just like seeing people out there kind of just like, is there, a, I don't know. It's just, it's just nice, you know, like on a part of a course where you might walk and then you see somebody and you're like, okay, maybe, you know, I can dig deep and run. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and so to kind of counter off of that, you know, what was sort of the, the highest moment of the day for you? When did you feel the best uh, when you were out there on the course? And um, Justine, you know, maybe it was that second lap that you ran the fastest time of the day on, but um, why don't you let us know first? Hmm. Uh, that's a wait. Did you say Joe? Sorry. I think he said uh, yeah. no. No, you. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I, keep, <laughs> okay. I keep coughing and I'm like trying to mute myself, and then like my <laughs> cursor wasn't close to like unmute myself. That's okay. Um, the highest part of the day. Wow, that's a great question. Um, well, it felt good to be done. Um, but like I said, I don't know. I just had a really great time out there. Um, not to say it wasn't like. I mean, it was very hard. And it's so, it's so different, like a different hard from like going out and running three miles really hard and then also going long. Like it's just a different kind of challenge. Um, but I honestly just really enjoyed the day. We had like absolutely perfect weather, like a very cold, like sunny winter morning. Uh, I, I don't know. I think I was like pretty even killed all day, but it was like a good, 
a good level. What about you, Jill? Yeah, I don't know if there's any like singular high point. Um, I mean, yeah, like the entire time I was just like, I was so happy. Like it was, it was just like so great to be out there. Um, but there was a, a part right before the last climb and it was like, I think it was called twin lakes. And like, they were just like these super like calm lakes. And it was like, the fog was rising over them and it was like super cold. And it was just like beautiful passing that every time. Um, so like, I guess that's like, was the high part of the course. Um, that was just like super nice to pass every time and real peaceful. It's awesome. Yeah, the uh, the finish line was pretty cool with that lodge on the on the still water too. That was that was a real pretty shot. So I can only yeah. imagine what the course and was was like out there. Yeah, it's neat that you like shoot down a hill and then you like run across and then through the um, finishers arch. It was pretty neat. So if if you had to give Mr. Sam Hartman a, a thirty second. Uh, selling point for this for this race for next year. What, what what would you do? What would you say, Jill? If you want to go first, yeah. I mean, just like the energy of everyone there, like from the volunteers to the runners to the spectators, like just like positive vibes all around. Um, course was super well marked. There is like not a single point I thought I was going to get lost, and like I do get lost often. So that was like super great, also. Um, but I mean, yeah, it was, it was just like an absolute blast and I would do it again in a heartbeat. How about you, Justine? Yeah. Kind of echoing off of that. It says a lot about a race when you just have to show up and run, you don't have to think about which way to go, um, where to get your packet. Like everything was just so self-explanatory and just made for a really easy morning so that the runners could just get out there, run, have a great time, um, explore new park and, you know, challenge themselves. Awesome. Um, I think that pretty much wraps up the race part, I guess, for for your guys' uh, loops and stuff like that. If there's anything else you want to add, you can do that. But I kind of want to jump into what what you both have planned for the future and what your uh, kind of goals are for running in the near future in terms of like, you know, even like a 50K, like Sam was throwing out there earlier. But um, Justine, if you want to go first on that. Sure. So I just started training for the Boston um, in April. So that's the first one on my list. Try to get a quick marathon um, in. And then I definitely, like I right after this race, I came home and I was looking for trail races. And in the back of the mind, I'm like, but are they going to be as great as this race? Because I don't know, it's a high, like my standards are really high now because it was just so amazing. So um, yeah, I definitely want to get into trail running. I told my husband all about the race. He's so excited. I told my sister and her husband about the race. They're already... Um, planning on coming out um, for the race next year. So hopefully the registration link goes up. Um, but yeah, definitely we'll, have, we'll definitely have uh, some trail races on the calendar for next um, summer and fall. Awesome. So glad to see that you're like all about these trail races now and uh, especially the ones with the crazy vert. And I'm I'm sure there's a bunch of other lovely vert intense races around town that you can probably find. Yeah, I went and bought trail shoes the next day with nice. the gift card that I won from the race. <laughs> Gotta ask what you, uh, what did you get? I went with the, um, oh, I can't remember the name of them, but they're a pair of Ons. Mm. The yeah. Cloud Ultra or the like? Yeah. Oh. Okay. What's the other one called? I don't know. <laughs> I know there's another okay. one, but I forget the name of it. 
<laughs> it's been a while since I sold shoes for a living. <laughs> He's a resident gear expert over there. Um, but yeah, I love that's awesome. It's it's a great use of the gift card and it's good to get around. And I'm assuming that you get your um vest and stuff and I think you guys got vests for first, or was it right? From from naked and stuff like that. Did you get those in and you like those? Um, I didn't get mine yet, but I was a little late responding to the email. Um, but Jill, did you get yours? I did get mine. Um, and I tried it out and it was um definitely convenient having like the water bottles on the front. Um, it was like a little weird to get used to because I've always just like had a hydration bladder. Um, so that's taken a little bit to get used to, but it's, it fits really well and it's like super lightweight, um, and convenient. Um, but yeah, definitely different than what I was used to. Yeah. And that's to add to the, um, what they were talking about. Awesome prizes, literally awesome prizes, like things you would like have to think about when you go buy at the store. Like you're like, "Uh, do I want to buy that right now? That that was the prize. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yep. So love that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then. Yeah, Jill, what do you have coming up in the future? Um, So I have a race in March that I signed up for. I signed up for a 50-mile race. Um, So that is what I'm training for now um, out in Arizona. And I would like to do more races. And so that was like another thing after I had too much coffee, I kind of like signed up for um, and that's like definitely a pattern in my life I might need to address. Um, but that that's the only thing that I have coming up right now, but would certainly like to do more. So I heard that. Jill, right. I like that mile. you skipped the 50K. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I did do a 60K this past May. Um, so I did skip the 50K, but I have a little, a little experience. <laughs> May I ask which 50 miler? Um, it's the Antelope Canyon. Where's 50 that? miler put on by vacation races. Mm. Okay. I've always wanted to do their races. Have you done others of theirs? Yeah. So I did the Bryce Canyon Ultra in May and it was great. Um, lots of fun. So highly recommend. Yeah. That's, I bet that's good to yeah. know. That's literally on my list for next year <laughs> right now. Yeah. Super fun, loved it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, let's actually back up a little bit. Um, y'all are both from like roughly the Columbus area, and I know, uh, especially trail runners living in Columbus back when I used to live in Columbus, you know, you're, you're always driving somewhere on the weekends to go trail run. And for me, kind of the places that were like quote unquote close to home, even though they were like both of them are at like at least an hour away almost were clear Creek and um, just forgot the name of it. What's the one down past Circleville? <laughs> I'm having oh, a Hawking Hills area. Great no, seal. not Hawking Hills. Great seal. Great seal. Yes. Thank you, Jill. I, it's, it's a low moment <laughs> for me in the podcast. <laughs> um, but, you know, always going to one of those two places and, you know, committing to that little bit of a longer drive and, I had literally never heard of this park until Sam started uh, putting Strava workouts there being like, yo, look at this park. Um, So how did you both feel about, you know, all of a sudden finding some new place close to home to, even though it's a loop, you know, it's something that is great for training because you can get a lot of burden and always be close to your car or, you know, 
Um, just like a place that's easier to get to, uh, because committing to those commutes on the weekends is really hard sometimes. Uh, Jill, if you want to leave this one off. Yeah. I mean, I'm always looking for new places to go different parks. Um, like during COVID, like it was my goal to like find parks where I'd be like the only person at the trailhead. And I like never came across this park. Um, so it was, yeah, it was just like super exciting to find a new place. Um, and I mean, after I ran there, I like was already making plans to go back down because it, it was a really nice park um, and had, yeah, had lots of hills, had a nice little lodge on a pond, um, just like a really cool place. So it's nice to have another option of places to go to run. You can always hit your brew dog on the way back too. Exactly. Restock. I do live across the street from the short North brew dog though. So, um, I have easy access. <laughs> nice. Justine, how about you? Yeah, I agree. It's so nice to know of another park. I feel like, especially on the days where I don't want to run, I like to go to a place that is completely new. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely be back to alley park. Mm -hmm. And in addition to, you know, being back to alley park, I, I kind of think I already know the answer to this, but I assume both of y'all are going to be back at this race again next year. Yeah. I hope if we can get in, because I think that people are going to be like storming the registration page. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm like, I'm really glad I did it this first year. Um, I don't know if I'll get in next year and I'm sure I won't have the same results next year when <laughs> people know about this. Um, but yeah, absolutely would love to do it again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, another thing you've both already talked a little bit about the energy out there on, on the race course and on that, um, the race day, but what do you think, you know, um, you know, you've done road races, just seen you've done triathlons as well. Um, what do you think kind of makes the energy of a trail race like this one so different? Um, you know, what was it just the environment? Was it the people? What um, I'm trailing off here. I don't know what I'm asking, <laughs> um, but like what makes a trail race so different from all of these other kinds of races, especially when, you know, we've all, well, I wasn't there, but everybody was there has had nothing but great things to say about this event. Uh, Justine, if you want to take this one. Yeah, sure. Um, hmm. Honestly, like it just had like an atmosphere that hmm, I'm trying to think how to describe it. Um, it wasn't, it was just like very like comfortable. Like everybody was there to, you know, come and run together and have a great time and be supportive of each other. Um, there was a, like a lot of conversation I could hear like between people who knew each other, people who were meeting each other for the first time. It was just like very inclusive and comfortable. And sometimes when um, like, I never, I'm not really into a lot of trail races. So sometimes when you, like, I know I've been to like bike rides and stuff and it can almost feel a little bit clicky and like, you're wondering if you have the right gear on and all that kind of stuff, but that never even crossed my mind. Cause it just felt very comfortable and easy to um, get out there and run with everybody. And Jill, how about you? Yeah. I mean, I agree with what Justine said. Um, I think everyone was just like super supportive. And I mean, like I was having conversations with people while we were running and I knew no one going into this. Um, everyone was just like super friendly. 
Um, I mean, it was a race, but it didn't feel super competitive. Like you, I didn't know if people were running the marathon or if they were running the half marathon or what lap they were on. Um, so it just kind of felt like you were out there, like having a good time and, um, the competitiveness, if there was that didn't come through, um, when you were around people and everyone was just very supportive. Um, and I think it was very inclusive also, especially with just the time limit being eight hours for a half marathon. Um, I think that opened it up to a wide range of abilities. Um, and you could really just do what you wanted for this race, whether that was to sprint the whole thing or just like take it at a nice walk. The, um, the other thing I thought was pretty inclusive about it is I love is that the, it was a trail sisters approved race and, do either, I'm assuming both of you know, trust is now, especially with that kind of stuff, but that's awesome for um, everyone to make sure that it's like, you know, they've got all the feminine products in the bathrooms and stuff like that. And then obviously the starting place lineup where he, you know, Sam brought women up to the front and said, look, y'all are going to start together. It's not going to be this, like all the dudes up here in the front line, just taking off. So. Yeah, know. that was so cool. And I loved those little cups. So oh. for, I guess for people who weren't at the race, um, everybody got the, I'm not sure they probably have a name. They're like these little like squishy cups that pop open. Um, so you can put water in them, but it was nice cause they collapse. So you could just like stick them like in your sports bar or like the side of your pants or wherever, you know, that, I don't know. That was just a highlight. <laughs> another, another highlight. Yeah. Those uh, reusable ones are real nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the common, I think it's a pretty common trend right, lately with a lot of running, um, especially, especially since the start of the pandemic, that has been a, a common growth and mm-hmm. ultra and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. apparently they're called speed cups by Hydropack. Yeah. Sam, Sam coming mm-hmm. in the chat to always come, come with our yeah. answers. <laughs> Assuming he'd know that because he probably had to place a bulk order. Something, I imagine. <laughs> you got a few extra, Sam? I'm sure he does. Yeah. Um, so let's move into like our next favorite section of uh, of the show, and that is our quick questions. Um, and you don't have to answer these, but you can. Um, and uh, they're fun and exciting. So we'll start with number one here, and it is, what's one thing you can't leave an aid station without? I can go first. I usually don't take advantage of the aid stations. Um, I got like a cookie at the end of it, and it's just because I never know what my stomach's going to do. But I would say ice for sure. Ice. Or like ice cold water. In in November even? <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> yeah, even like during the race, like ice cold water, that was just so perfect. That's, I, we're very different. I literally had one of my soft flasks filled with like chicken broth during Rim to River. <laughs> and it was, so that funny. was like three weeks earlier too. <laughs> Once I start moving, I'm like a furnace, like. I just so I get warm, so warm. Mm-hmm. Jill, how about you? Um, there's nothing that I like need to have, but like I just really like salty things um, in general. So like if there's chips or pretzels or anything salty, I'll definitely grab that. Salty stuff is good. I like some pickle juice. It's always a good, yeah, good choice. Um, this next one you may you hopefully be able to answer or come up with something weirdest maybe hallucination i don't since you guys haven't done hundreds it's more or less not going to be probably relevant but maybe the strangest thing you've seen somebody else eat at an aid station justine mm-hmm. do you want to go first 
I'm going to have to try the hundred miler just to experience the hallucination, I guess. Um, but um, strangest thing I've seen is somebody else eat at the aid station. Mm, I usually kind of pass them pretty quick. Um, Cause like I said, I'm just like a water and ice kind of person and I carry these little gummies. Um, but I remember reading comments on like, you know, how you join Facebook pages when you have a race coming up and like people talk about full meals that they're going to be, you know, adding to their, drop bags and it's like mcdonald hamburgers and like french fries and like cheese curds and all this stuff so that just amazes me like real food yeah real food yeah 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 i i don't i can't think of anything that strange that i've seen someone eat um i know at this race i had some pumpkin type of ball i don't know what was in it um it was just like a pumpkin circle thing it was good but it was like kind of weird I don't I don't know what it was um but not it wasn't like a normal food I don't think all right well uh we do know Sam is active in the chat so Sam these uh these pumpkin balls um and then we also have uh, a question from Michael Camp uh, a friend of the show who asks um he just wants to know his uh standard question that he always asks people, which is, you know, any chance he might see either of you coming down to the Shawnee 50 mile soon? Yes. When is it? October. Uh, First week of October, I believe. They have a 50K and 50 mile, and I think it's Mm -hmm. 6,000 and 11,000 feet of vert. Roughly. Roughly. It's a lot. It's brutal. It's like, there's like, I think on the backside of what there's 13, 250 foot climbs or something stupid. Oh my god! Yeah, sure. <laughs> I had planned to do it this year and ended up being out of town. Um, but it was on my radar, and I have gone backpacking there and have run there a few times, and I would absolutely love to do that. That's yeah, that's a great just, answer. Yeah, I just looked it up. It looks awesome. Is there a water crossing? Multiple. There's there's a few depending on how much uh, rain, rain there is yeah. leading into it. Yeah, wow. how dry things are. Yeah. But yeah. And then we also, um, we have a question from Sam, um, and then also an answer. So he says that the pumpkin balls were from Patrick messenger, uh, at Louisville vegan runner. Um, so I would assume for a specific recipe, you're going to need to go to him. Um, but then Sam also <laughs> wants to know, hypothetically, hypothetically he, he does, he does verbatim say hypothetically. So, uh, alley trail marathon, 2022, 50 K option would either of y'all run it. Yes. Yeah. I think that means he has to do the 50K option. It's just, yeah. Might as well just say it now, Sam. Official. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll get, uh, we'll work on the updates with you. Um, but um, going back to our quick questions, and if you're in the chat and you have anything more you'd like to ask these two, please just let us know. Um, but which, um, oh, do you have any uh, pre race rituals? Jill, if you want to lead this off. Um, not necessarily rituals, just like drinking coffee is like a prerequisite before any race. Not, not necessarily. Too much. <laughs> yeah, who knows what'll happen. Um, but yeah, not any rituals, really, just yeah, drinking coffee. Coffee's good. Yeah, I try to keep my schedule like I usually get up pretty early 
drink coffee, of course, like Jill said. So I just try to keep the race morning pretty similar to like the morning, like training mornings. So like getting up early, having coffee, being up, you know, X amount of time early, moving around a little bit, that kind of thing. Um, what ball sport do you think you could beat most other runners in? Justine, if you want to go oh, first. Wow. Okay. I read that question differently. I thought it said, what ball sport do you think could the most ultra runners be in kind of thing? Um, okay. Wow. What ball sport? So you were listening earlier. You heard me say that I picked running because I'm not good at ball sports. Oh, uh, let's see. Is there a sport where the ball doesn't move very much? Um, honestly, maybe, maybe rugby. Um, yeah. Maybe rugby. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if I, you know, don't want to go after the ball, I can just pile into the group of people going after the ball. Just make sure I get on top. I'm I'm hoping we start getting some more esoteric answers. Like I I think we go ahead and say that like um croquet is a ball sport, you know, for purposes of yeah. this question. Maybe golf. Like pool. Yeah. Pool. Golf. Yeah. These are these are all things that Bowling. I know Wesley will insist he can beat people in. Um although now that you say it, John, I don't I can't imagine him bowling just at all. He's just, he's too long. Like it just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense in my mind. It doesn't mean he, um, say he could beat us in it. No, that's true. But he's a, he's also a big soccer guy, Jill. So I'm, I'm hoping you say soccer. Cause I would like to see somebody take him on in that. I mean, I feel like that'd probably be the most logical answer since I did play that, but for like having a liberal definition of ball sports, like maybe beer pong, um, something where like my endurance like isn't going to be challenged by like other ultra runners. Um, I think I could maybe win a few games there. Uh, Sam, can we have beer pong next year? <laughs> <laughs> I would be a happy spectator to play beer pong when we wait for the runners to come through. I'll I'll be back from Montana if there's interlocal <laughs> beer pong for me. <laughs> That's that's one of my favorite answers from the ball sport one, beer pong. I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. This one's a fun question, and I'll let Cam do it because it's he came up with or found it or acquired I, it from yeah. somebody else. I don't know. Did did not come up with. I I forget my source. Um, but so this is now one of our our classic questions, just because um, I'm very contentious on answers to this. Uh, I think there is a right and wrong answer, but. Um, we have a, a hypothetical situation here where you can fight one chicken on the first day of the year, uh, a second chicken or two chickens on the second day of the year, three chickens on the third day of the year, and then just so on, um, you know, throughout the rest of the year. So up to on the last day of the year, 365 chickens, or you have a year to train to fight a mountain lion. Um, if you fight the chickens, it's just you and the chickens and your bare hands. But if you're fighting the mountain lion, you can have like a sword and armor and like train with that and get the whole thing for a year. Which of these are you taking and why? And Justine, you can take this one to start. Yeah, I'm definitely taking the chicken on day one. I know those mountain lions are like nuts. I know chickens can be a little scrappy, but I don't know. I think I could take one. I have thoughts about the exponential growth of chickens. Um, it's just, it's, it's an overuse injury waiting to happen. As a guy who's had stress fractures, I'm just, you, I'll have tennis elbow before the month's over. Uh, 
<laughs> what about you, Jill? Yeah, I I definitely think the mountain line would be the way to go. Um, I mean, 365 chickens on the 365th day. There's just that's so many chickens. Um, they there's no way. Um, so I think the mountain lion would be much more practical. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a great question because people get into like, we have people talking about the psychology of it, like the anticipation of, of waiting a year for the mountain lion. But then also people were talking about like, well, what's the anticipation of just knowing that you have to go to sleep and wake up and fight chickens tomorrow? Like every day, and then like, they're what, both equally the psychological awful. toll of having to fight that many chickens. chickens. I don't, I also logistically on day 100, I don't have enough time in my day. Like I've got to quit my job. It's a whole thing. Like I'm just, I'm not making it in that world. And that's just like a lot of dead chickens. Like at least if I'm like fighting one mountain lion, it's just like one casualty. Yeah. Either you or the mountain lion. <laughs> one or the other. Yeah. Um, next one is one of my favorite questions. This is if ultra running has walk-up songs like baseball, what would yours be, Jill, if you want to go first on this one? Um, yeah, I'd probably say Centuries by Fallout Boy. Um, kind of gets me pumped. And also it was like the theme song for the 2014 college football playoffs. So just like good associations there. I think Cam is already adding it to the Spotify playlist. If you go to our Instagram bio, click the link tree. There is a Spotify playlist in there that has all of these songs that are recommended. Uh, it is quite the uh, wide variety of genres there. And Fall Out Boy will be a great addition to it. Uh, Justine, what about you? So I like love sad music. I don't know why. Um, like my husband laughs because I'll be like working out really hard and like blaring through my headphones or like these sad tunes. Um, but I also love that that song "Get Low," the from the window to the wall song. It's just so funny. So I think I might want to walk out to that. Just makes me laugh. Is that Little John? Yeah, it is. It, it is in fact okay. Little John. Yeah, I just remember that from Need for Speed growing up. That's that's where I remember that <laughs> song from. Good song. Yeah. All right. And then now kind of a complete one eighty from a lot of our quick questions. Uh, but we love asking this one, and then wrapping the show up on it. But if you could run with one person in the history of the world, even if they aren't a runner, you know, we're going to say they're running with you. They're going to keep your pace. You're going to have a nice conversational long run with whoever this is. Uh, who would it be and why? Does it have to be a famous person? No, no, it can be want. anybody. We've oh. had answers from my husband to like Bill Nye, the science guy, like, you know, just the, the whole mm -hmm. spectrum. It's whoever you want it to be. Okay, I guess I would pick my sister. I have a twin sister that lives in, um, like, Alexandria, Virginia area. Um, and, yeah, I think I would pick her. We always just have a great time. Um, good conversation. She's coming out next year for the race, so. Nice. Love and that what about you, Jill? Um, I'd probably pick, like, Megan Rapino, the soccer player. She just seems like a real cool person love to get to like, just hang out with her for a few miles or um, yeah, just get to meet her. All right. Uh, 
great answers there. Um, so we'll turn it over to y'all now. Is the, you guys have any any sponsors, social media you want to plug? Anybody you want to shout out? Anything kind of, you know, the floor is yours here before we wrap up. Um, and Jill, if you want to start this. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything. Um, just want to thank Sam for putting on a great race and you guys for having us on here. Um, it's been a blast and, um, yeah, hope to see some of you out on the trail. Yeah. Same for me. Um, I don't have any sponsors or, you know, a large social media following or anything, but yeah, this trait, it's like for the people listening, this trail race was really, really amazing. Um, anything, you know, all the way from like communication to post-race recap. Um, it just, it was just overall excellent. So yeah, thanks to Sam and the rest of the team who put this on. Awesome. And thank you guys for having us. I've never oh. been on a podcast before. Well, thanks for uh, joining us and talking yeah. about, um, all the race and your experiences and what you have coming up next. It's, it's one of the greatest things about this podcast is just getting to talk to people and get to know them and, and kind of find out their reasons for running and, and why they run and just how, you know, running is so much fun and we all here enjoy running. And so it's just great to talk about it um, in a long format kind of like this. So uh, thanks for being on. Uh, Sam, thanks for putting on a great, great uh, race. We appreciate it. Uh, it was a blast being there. Uh, maybe next year, maybe I'll come race instead of uh, hang out, but uh, you definitely apparently have to do 50k. Um, that's that's gotta happen apparently. And the uh, beer pong, I already asked what the registration cost was for the beer pong tournament. Um, I'll be taking part in that event as well. Um, but I think that's everything we have tonight. If you like what we're doing, go ahead and give us a like and subscribe, share it with your friends. It really helps us out and helps us grow the channel. Um, again, Justine and Jill, thanks for coming on. You're looking at your half marathon and marathon winner here, and potentially a 50k winner in the future. Yeah. I think so. All right. We'll see you all next week on the next Ridge Runners Live. Bye, everyone. Ridge Runner Nation, thank you again for tuning in to another Ridge Runners Live show. Remember, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts or simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us out as well. If you don't follow us on social media, make sure to give us a follow. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, join our Strava Club so you can get mentioned in the Strava Rundown every single week. We'll see you next week, Version Our Nation.